Welcome in everyone to another must starts and must sit show this time for week seven. If you like what we're doing here, make sure to like this video, leave a comment, subscribe to the channel and hit that notifications bell. So you can be notified about all of our future content. With that said, let's jump into the first must start quarterback Brock Purdy. <laughs> Last week was his first bad game and first ever regular season loss. He played against the Browns, the NFL's toughest defense. This week, there's six quarterbacks on by. There's injuries. He's playing the Vikings. I'm not worried about Brock Purdy. I have him at quarterback eight. You should start him. In contrast, <laughs> the other side of the ball, <laughs> Kirk Cousins. He's my must-sit quarterback this week. Um... He's not worth starting without Justin Jefferson. He had just 181 yards on 31 passing attempts last week against the Bears. This is now the 49ers. Much, much, much better defense. Additionally, Cousins doesn't run. There's no floor. <laughs> I have him at quarterback 18 this week. I cannot imagine that I would be in a position where I wanted to start Kirk Cousins in any sort of one QB league. Running backs. Let's get to the running backs. Must start running back. Ramondre Stevenson. I know. He hasn't been so great. But he's been on the field a lot. He's played 64% or more of snaps in five or six games. I think some people think of the Bills as a scary defense. But against the run, they're not all that great. I get it. Being scared with Stevenson. But there's six teams on by. You probably have to start him. He's getting touches. I think this is the week that he kind of bounces back a little bit. I have him at RB14. That means he's a must-start in almost all scenarios. Now, must-sit running back. Zach Evans. I get it. People liked his college tape. So did I. But this feels like Amari DiMarcado 2.0. Evans has proven nothing. He was behind Kyron Williams, Cam Akers, and Ronnie Rivers on the original Rams depth chart. He was a healthy scratch until this past week. He needed injuries to Williams and Rivers and Akers to be traded to get any opportunity at all. He was even behind Royce Freeman at times. So I don't know. I have Evans at running back 31, but you have to recognize that the floor is zero. Zero. He could get no touches, be the backup, third string. There is upside that he could be the workhorse starter and, and get work, but you cannot trust him. Plus, versus Pittsburgh is not exactly a matchup that I'm running toward. I mean, it's fine, but I'm not like, oh, Pittsburgh. It's like, okay. I don't know. It's going to be like a middling game script as well, so we'll have to see. Must start wide receiver, Curtis Samuel. It's time to take Curtis Samuel seriously. Absolutely. He's outscored Jahan Dotson in all six games every single week. He's averaging probably more than you'd think. 4.5 catches and 47 and a half yards per game. So just on terms of average, that's about a nine point PPR floor without any touchdowns of which he's had three this year. So he could score. The Giants don't scare me as a matchup. So many wide receivers are on by. I have Curtis Samuel as wide receiver 33. So in most formats, that's a start where you start three wide receivers. He's inside the top 36. So I'm starting him now. Let's move on to my must-sit wide receiver, Jameson Williams. I know he caught a long touchdown last week, but I'm not interested. 
I know some people are going to start him. They see the talent. He played like 22% of the snaps. I, I can't start Jameson Williams. Josh Reynolds is running as the wide receiver too. And until that changes, it can't start Jameson Williams. Must start tight end. Luke Musgrave. He's not on people's radar because he hasn't scored. He had the concussion issue, but he's playing as an every down player. In, in all the games he's started and finished, he's had 25 or more yards, and he's had six catches in each of his last two healthy games. But he doesn't have touchdowns. So because of that, people don't want to start him. This week against Denver, I think, is the time where he scores. And also, Jordan Love has missed Luke Musgrave on multiple wide-open touchdowns down the field. So I really think this is the week where it comes together and he could score a touchdown and finally get on people's radar. I have him at tight end nine. I, uh, I'm playing him with full confidence. Now, for someone I don't have confidence in, Zach Ertz. It was a great story for the beginning of the year. He was playing as the starter. He was getting a lot of work. But in week six, things flipped. Trey McBride took the majority snap share for the first time, 58% to 46. Both players had five targets, but McBride outproduced him with four receptions for 62 yards compared to just two catches for 22 for Zach Ertz. I think that Trey McBride is now the starter, which means that we can't start Zach Ertz. I have him at tight end 23 this week. I'm kind of hedging a little with Trey McBride, actually, who I have at tight end 22. So I haven't made a full decision, but Ertz is, is out of my startable range. You, you can't play him. Now, if you've enjoyed these start sits, make sure to like the video, leave a comment, subscribe to the channel. And also hit that notifications bell to be notified about future content. Now, I also have some questions from the patrons. Some questions from the patrons, um, which we will answer here. And uh, yeah, if you want to ask these questions, patreon.com slash fantasy advice. If you sign up, you can ask advanced questions for my YouTube videos. And I'm offering a seven-day free trial for all new patrons. So you can check it out risk-free. With that said, let's jump into the first question. Traylon Burks, let's talk about it. What level of concern is fair given his lack of availability? I'm very concerned. He hasn't done anything. He's been injured. He hasn't done anything in the games he did play. Very concerned. But I think he's talented. I think the situation is honestly kind of the biggest problem. So while I understand that there are some concerns, with Traylon Burks, I'm not panicking yet. I'm still in Dynasty probably holding him. But it, he's lost. I probably moved him down about 25, 30 overall spots. So there's definitely some concern. Similar issue. Is it time to panic on Quentin Johnston? Less so because he's a rookie. I am moved. I moved him down a lot of my rankings, but I'm not at a full panic alarm. A wide receiver, he's had, what, six games, five games? If we get to eight games, 10 games, and it's still the same problem, then I would activate more of a panic alarm. But right now, I think he's a little bit of a buy low. People are writing him off. Um, so I wouldn't write him off. Now, I talked about this on the five takeaways video, JSN. I think this is the week where he breaks out a little bit. I have him inside around wide receiver 41. So I'm hoping this is the week. I think he's getting more involved. I think Seattle realizes they need to run 11 personnel. 12 personnel is not working for them. Getting more snaps for Colby Parkinson is not good for their offense. So I do think it's a sign of things to come. However, I know that JSN has to like overtake Tyler Lockett to be relevant. And I'm not sure when that's going to be. 
For the next show, why do you have Sam Howell behind Mac Jones in your dynasty rankings? Uh, it's tough because I really actually think Mac Jones is a better player than Sam Howell. I feel bad for Mac Jones. I think he's been in a bad situation. I actually think Mac Jones could be a starting NFL quarterback, not on this team. But I do think he has it in him. I think he was a first-round pick for a reason. I don't think he was a bad prospect. I think he looked good as a rookie. So, yeah, it's tough. I really do not believe that Sam Howell is going to be the commander's long-term starting quarterback. I really don't believe that. And Mac Jones' first-round draft capital gives him an advantage. But I do understand that if Mac Jones continues to lose and Sam Howell wins a few more games, that those rankings will probably reverse because the odds will be more in Howell's favor for being a starter next year. How many more years of top tight end production do you expect from Travis Swift? I just had to leave that in there. This is how the question was originally asked on Patreon. I would say that you're already seeing a drop-off this year. You're seeing a drop-off. He doesn't look quite as dominant. It's not the same Travis Kelsey. There is a little bit of a drop-off. We've had a couple of injuries. So I will say this is probably the last year of like tight end one uber one overall production. I think as Travis Kelsey's the kind of player that I think as long as he plays, he'll be a startable tight end in fantasy. I think he'll retire before he's not effective anymore. Now, you know, what that is, I don't know, but I think, you know, as long as he plays. So maybe three years, but top production, this might be the last year of like that uber high-end production. And I've moved him down in Dynasty because I think we're going to start to see you know, more of a late career Tony Gonzalez over uh, mid-career Tony Gonzalez. Which team will most likely trade for Jerry Judy? Is he definitely gone after his latest comments about why he has port stats? Yes, Jerry Judy's definitely going to be gone. I don't expect the Broncos to retain Jerry Judy. As for which team that will trade for him, I've heard the Colts and the Panthers kind of bandied about. I don't understand either destination. The Colts have Pittman as their one. Josh Downs is looking good. I don't know what Jerry Judy would do there. They're not going to pass that much. I, I don't, that one I don't understand. The Panthers, I kind of get they're 0-6, but they want to help Bryce Young have a better season right now to help develop him. That one I kind of understand. But the destinations that really make sense are like the Chiefs. They actually need a wide receiver. They're a good team, you know, but I don't, I don't know. We'll have to see. The Packers, maybe. I've heard them as interested. But they have wide receivers. I, I don't know. It's tough. There's not a great, like, destination that, like, jumps out. Because a lot of the teams that are missing wide receivers are also bad. You have to have a good team that's missing wide receivers. And the Chiefs are really top of that list. Did the Browns find the 49ers' weakness? No. I mean, the 49ers were that missed field goal away from winning that game. Is there any reason to doubt Brock Purdy? No. We talked about that earlier. No. I think the takeaway from this is that the Browns are one of the best defenses, if not the best in the NFL right now. That's the takeaway. And I downgrade uh, people, especially passing games, playing against them. Do I think Caleb Williams will declare for the 2024 draft? Yes, I do. <laughs> He's going to be the number one overall pick. Uh, so he'll declare. And when was the last time the prospect made demands and conditions? Owning the team is realistic. It's not. No, owning the team is not realistic. But uh, Eli Manning was kind of in this group. And then John Elway, obviously, in the past before him. It happens like once every 20 years. If he says, I don't want to play for the Bears, I don't know what the Bears do. Draft him anyway. It, it could be ugly. My guess is he's going to play for whatever team drafts him. But you never know. I mean, there's always a possibility he could go back to school. We'll just have to keep an eye on this, I think, is the main thing. 
What's one last question? Who's one player to get ahead of selling before the community catches up? How about one player to get ahead of buying before the community catches up? Great question. So selling, um, I mean, is it too late to sell Jahan Dotson? Uh, I might be too late to sell Jahan Dotson, but Jahan Dotson is one. Uh, if he hasn't been moved down enough, he, he might need to go. Um, but yeah, he, he's definitely on my list for sure. Uh, and George Kittle, of course. George Kittle is so inconsistent. Next time he has a big game, I always say, whenever George Kittle has a big game, get rid of him. Because <laughs> it's like one out of four. Uh, and then buying, uh, Rasheed Rice. Rasheed Rice, I think, is now people are talking about Michael Hardman. I don't care about Michael Hardman. Rasheed Rice has looked good. I think he has a future in this offense. I don't know how high that ceiling is, but I think he's good. I think he's going to have a lot of potential here. And he's done very well as a rookie. And once his snap share goes up, he's going to be a great asset. So Rasheed Rice. And if anyone has forgotten about Tank Dell, because he has the concussions on a bye week somehow, I uh, I think Tank Dell has staying power. Um, those are all the questions for today. So I appreciate everyone asking them uh, and everyone who listened to my start sit advice. Like I said earlier, and I'll repeat it again. If you like the video, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And uh, yeah. Good luck in your matchups this week, and I will see you all later.